have a question. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a media day, not coach day. I am entitled to ask a question. Ask you it. can then deny. Okay, not ask it. Before we start, is this media day or coaches day? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to a very special KSR podcast. It is a podcast that doesn't have a name or a place. We'll put it on the regular feed. But we are here. It's me, Drew Franklin, Mrs. Tyler Thompson, and Mr. Jack Pilgrim. We are here to recap UK Basketball Media Day 2019. The three of us were just there to listen to Coach Cal speak for 45 minutes, and then we got to see some familiar faces from the players and what, Seven new players, I believe. So Seven, I believe. Lots of things to discuss. As I just said, the three of us were there, and we're just going to take a minute or two on each player to break down everything we learned. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and just jump right in with Coach Cal, though, because he spoke the most, as expected. As I said, 45 minutes of it. Tyler, you seem to be laughing a lot at all his fun comments. He cussed twice. Uh, you're actually working on a post right now of all the fun events. Mm-hmm. Just uh, give us your thoughts on how uh, Coach Cal's uh, annual speech went. Well, as usual, Cal said a lot of stuff we've already heard. He made a lot of his corny jokes, most of which we've already heard. And there was a lot of fake laughter. But, you know, it was entertaining. I think you could tell he was in a pretty good mood. You know, he talked a little bit about the California Fair Pay-to-Play Act. And basically, just to say that he didn't have enough time to read it. So he didn't want to talk about it. So, of course, he was asked about it again. And, you know, I, I think he was in a good mood. He seemed pretty swaggy and... Like you said, he dropped a couple cuss words. Oh, which we is got a fun. damn and a shit. I guess we can say those here. Two of them. We'll yeah, get to are those we in a minute. I, sure, <laughs> we've never done this before. It doesn't even have a name. You can't tell us not to cuss. <laughs> but I do think you just hit maybe the biggest thing from Cal is with all the news of California and the NCAA going up in flames, everyone wanted to get right to that. And he basically said, no comment. Okay, do we really think he didn't have time to read it all? Or was he just, like, trying to put this off until he can get more, like, reaction from people and form a better response? If you remember last year at this exact same time was when the uh, FBI yeah. scandal stuff, yes. and he also said Play that dumb. he did not have enough time to. So I, I'm thinking that he knows everything there is to know about it. He's just BSing us. Well, since I have it right here in front of me, I won't read you his whole comment, but this is how he started the entire media day sits down and makes this announcement. He said, blah, 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 blah. I know I'm going to get asked about California. I was on a plane yesterday. Basically saying I was on a plane and didn't even know this happened. We don't believe that. They have internet on planes. <laughs> like, I mean. uh, yeah, and I would say and this is a is, story. I think right. he splurged for the $7 uh, upcharge for, oh, for, for, for Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. So in his exact <laughs> words, a guy said to me, hey, that California law passed, and I'm like, what California law? <laughs> and he kind of told me. I've not looked at it, read it, and haven't spent any time. Don't have a full view of it, so I'm not going to say anything. I don't really have an opinion yet because I haven't really said I got to digest what they're trying to do. That sounds like someone might have scrambled up the last sentence on this official transcript. I also like how Calipari like, makes up conversations with people. Yeah to bring up topics. You're like, you never had a conversation with this guy that asked you about it. It's, it's just classic Calipari. I'm a big fan of what California law? Like, what <laughs> law did they think they'd be asking about? <laughs> Cal, marijuana in California, what do you think about it? He's just completely denying any knowledge of it. That was what we all expected Cal to speak the most about, and he did absolutely nothing. Uh, Jack, what else stood out from Calipari? Well, he was very swaggy. He liked to – he went to a couple of his, his go-tos. Kentucky will eat always eat first. Well – 
talking about the California law. At first, he said he would not talk, he would not comment on it, and then about 30 minutes later, he decided to go on a five-minute rant about how he just wants to make sure that academics are first. Even, no matter how it no matter how it unfolds, he wants to make sure that ap- academics are still the priority. Talked about the ten players, former players that have already come back and, and are are still going about their academic process at Kentucky. Um, but yeah, you know he was he was super swaggy. I liked his comment where he said, uh, um, "We have over the last ten years, there are twenty two max contracts in the NBA, and seven of them are Kentucky guys." I don't know if that's a real fact, but Calipari said it, and, and you know. Calipari's he did like say there are two billion in contracts. Is that right? That seems like a lot. One I'm, billion, I know I they've hit, they, they, but yeah, I don't think yeah. they've hit two billion. Yeah, but what he he was definitely more. Uh, you could just tell he he's a big fan of this team. He liked talking, uh, you know, talking about. He went player by player basically, and he didn't have a negative thing to say about any of them. He said, you know. That he was he was a big fan of the backcourt that said that uh, the perimeter defense is going to be phenomenal all that he's 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 a big fan of this team and and uh, look it's very evident that he's excited about it. Well, you mentioned uh, him making up facts about his NBA players, although it's not too far off. Two billion seems high, but they, they I mean they have a lot of money in the pros. But I also like that he had to remind fans of all his accomplishments. He <laughs> he turned to Eric Lindsay, uh, UK media relations, and just had Eric start listing the Final Fours. UK has the most wins. UK has the most. Uh, what else? Sweet 16s, SEC titles, SEC tournament titles, and then Cal just kind of looked at Eric and said, "Damn, that's where we like got he our first can't even believe." That's where we got our first cuss word. It was a good, good one. He also pretended that he didn't know there was any uh, fans that were angry about losing last Never. year. He thought, "I thought every fan was happy." <laughs> I, th- I think there might have been a little sarcasm there. Definitely. definitely. Cal, in, in talking about that, Cal said he doesn't read anything. I will go ahead and tell you all listening. I know for a fact Cal reads things and hears everything said. Not everything, but he he listens. He knows what's said about him. But I did find it interesting that. After 10 successful years, he's still having to put his resume out there to keep fans happy, to remind them it's been a pretty awesome decade with Coach Calhoun. Well, it's just his, like, chip on the shoulder. You know, I think he'd be, he wouldn't be as good as he is if he didn't have somebody doubting him, you know, a fraction of the time. He's just got to prove him wrong. But, yeah, there was definitely a bit of, a bit of swagger with that. Yeah. We're not going to spend hours here recapping Media Day, and Coach Cal's stuff will be everywhere. Uh, also, a lot of it's the usual Cal speak. Basically, I'm saying no one cares. Let's talk about these players because the three of us split up and went our different ways. I don't know who you all talked to. I don't know what you got. You don't know what I got. But jump right in. Anybody have a favorite, somebody that stood out? So I went around and asked, and a common question when I was going around to each player was, who's the funniest person on the team? The answer I heard most often surprised me. Can you all guess who it was? I want to see if you all heard the same answer I did. I, I only asked one player that, and they said Johnny Juzing. Really? That's okay. a shock to me. I didn't. That, uh, Zan Payne told me. Uh, I didn't talk to Zan Payne, so that's. I I think I'm the only one there who did. <laughs> no offense to Zan Payne, but I noticed his. He, he was, was lonely he in the was corner, my, my so I thought, lovely. you know what? Let's go talk to him. But so who did you hear? Did you hear that question asked? At all? I didn't hear that question asked at all. But if I if I were a a guessing or betting man, I'd say Tyrese Maxey. Keon Brooks told me it was Nate Sestina. And what, then with I, dad jokes? Or <laughs> or actually, or now that you mention it, Khalil Whitney told me uh, something similar. He said Nate's his favorite guy on the team. See, it, it kind of surprised me because you look at Nate Sestina, and he looks like a very you know nice kid, you know, a grad transfer, very responsible, clean cut. But I don't know if I would have expected him to be the funniest person on the team, but, like, Keon was going on and on about how he's just great. So I went and asked Nate about it, and he's like, 
oh, you know, that's just the guys cutting up with me and whatever. <laughs> and he told me that he's gone out of his way to make connections with every player on the team. Like, he'll go to breakfast with Johnny Juzang at one day and then, you know, go have lunch with Tyrese another. And I'm trying to remember who it was. I think he made he made breakfast – for Emmanuel quickly. I did hear that part. I yeah. did hear that part. And did you hear what he made him? Because I did. Th- nobody asked that part. It's really weird. He made him chicken and broccoli. For breakfast? For, for breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> but I, it was at 11.30 to make, okay, well, Nate's that's benefit. Uh, he said it, it It was breakfast for me because that was the first meal I, I had eaten. So for Nate, it was probably <laughs> lunch. And, right. But fair enough. By the looks of all their transformations over the summer, there's probably been a lot of chicken and broccoli yeah. on their diets because they all look like they're in amazing shape. I didn't get much time to speak with Nate Sestina, but I do. I caught a little bit of his humor. He was talking about his hometown. Do we know the name? Emporium, Emporium. Pennsylvania. And uh, Well, actually, we were talking about the camp out, and he's like, you know what? I'm actually used to stepping outside where I live and seeing 60 people, but it was just my entire <laughs> hometown. And he's like, the, the camp out was bigger than my hometown of Emporium. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I passed him a couple times making my rounds, and I couldn't tell you how many times I heard the questions about his body transformation and read Travis c- comparisons. And I wanted, I wanted to slide in and go, so how <laughs> sick of you are hearing, que- or, yeah. are you of hearing questions about these two? But, yeah, he, he seems like a great guy, and uh, I like how Calipari said that he's actually louder than Reed Travis. You know, everybody mm-hmm. compares him to Reed Travis, but said he's a great leader on the team and uh, definitely going to be a good locker room presence. I did hear Nate say that, talking about how much he talks, he said he makes a conscious effort when he's not in the game to talk because he, he, he expects the, the younger guys to not. He said, I'm going to be screaming from the bench probably more than Calipari will be screaming from the bench. And you mentioned his weight. Someone asked him, you know, where did all the weight you lost, where did you lose it from? And he said it was all in my gut. It's like <laughs> I got injured last year. And, you know, At least he, he's honest. He's like, no, nobody really saw me from March to the end of the year. He's like, I put it on with that injury. And I guess it was the same injury PJ had, but – it sounds like uh, he's good to go. But he kind of caught me off guard with his personality. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, that wasn't oh, a surprise. I, I he, love that kid. He's oh, glowing. But he and uh, Whitney t- stood out as two more with good personalities. All of the freshmen were great, man. Like, Tyrese, I knew he'd be a character, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's always got a good quote. You know, at, at some point, if one, somebody just asked him, like, do you ever stop smiling? And he's like, nope. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess maybe when I'm asleep. But then I've heard I actually smile when I sleep. I'm like, well. But, yeah, Keon Brooks was great, Khalil Whitney, just lots of personalities on this team. Yeah, I got to see Tyrese and, and Khalil at the McDonald's game and kind of got to feel out their personalities and, and then again at the, at the Jordan game. And, and Tyrese is like a happy puppy dog. Like yeah. if, if, a, if a puppy could talk, that is what Tyrese Maxey is. He's just, you know, I'm so excited that I'm in Kentucky. I'm just so excited to hit the floor. You know, I'm ready to lead this team. I, you know, he's, he's just so happy. Um, one thing that did stand out about him is that Calipari said that, you know, everybody talks about Ashton Higgins and his defense, but Calipari actually said that um, Tyrese is right behind, you know, neck and neck with him in terms of defense and said that, you know, the perimeter defense is going to be phenomenal on this team. Um, I asked him, I asked Tyrese what those battles are like in, in practice, and he said it's like two dogs going after one bone. I think that's, that, I think that's a pretty good quote. Ooh, you know, yeah. two, two vicious dogs. And he said, somebody asked, uh, uh, are you guys dogs that bite? And he said, oh, yeah, we, we, we scratch and crawl. Uh, claw and, and bite each other. Yeah, we're we're you know we're vicious whenever it comes to practice. So yeah, it, to have those two guys leading this team is gonna be fun. Yep. Yeah. At one point when I was talking to Tyree, someone brought up you know the fights between him and Ashton in practice and how competitive it's been. And Tyree reminded us all that he played against Ashton in high school. 
Like, I think the first time they squared off was, like, their freshman year because, remember, Ashton reclassified. Yeah, technically he's supposed to be in this class, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Tyree said that he keeps bringing that story up because he got the better of Ashton in that instance. And uh, he likes to bring that up to remind Ashton that, you know, he's, he's pretty good too. I, I assume our listeners were not at media day, or most of them, a little – just to paint the scene, they put the players out in different seats, and you, it's just a free-for-all. You gather around – and as us folks, we kind of pick our spots. You don't want to get someone who's got 20 reporters around them. But I kept waiting to get to Maxie, and I kept waiting to get Sestina, and they never had downtime. They were yeah. easily the two most popular. Uh, and then, of course, my guy, sophomore or junior Nick Richards, had a crowd. I never made it to him. But I was just, as a whole, very impressed with everybody. And just talking about good quotes, Khalil, Khalil Whitney had my favorite. I asked him about what it's – they're trying him out at the four, he and Keon Brooks both. And I was like, what's it been like? Has it been tough going against these bigs? And I guess technically this isn't a quote. He just flexed his muscle and pointed <laughs> at it and said, I'm big too. Like, I'm not afraid of these big dogs. I'm bringing it. So I thought that was interesting for him, a little confidence. In years past, these guys a little timid. You know, media day is overwhelming to anyone being their first. But this seems like a very confident bunch. Did we know that Whitney played football in high school? Is that like one of the things we're supposed to know, like Willie Cauley-Stein? Because that, that. that was brought up when I was around him. He played wide receiver. I could guess that. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I was very impressed by Whitney. Very impressed by Keon Brooks, who I feel like I didn't know anything about coming into today. So, one of my missions was, like, get to know him. And I was standing over there with him. And Larry Vaught was asking him. He said, you know, Keon, I hear you like to listen to old people music. And Keon's like, well, yeah, I guess so. And I said, Larry, what is old people music to you? And <laughs> My said, music. Yeah. And I said, well, Keon, what's old people music to you? He's like, oh, like 90s R&B and like hip hop. I'm like, Larry, is that the same old people music? He's like, what are you trying to say about me, Tyler? I'm like, yeah, yeah. But he's an old soul. Yes, that I talked to his AAU coach. You know, funny, funny story. When I was out at the Jordan Brand Classic, um, so they have this media day designed for, you know, it, it, media opportunity out in, out in Vegas um, and Slam Magazine or something took all three of the UK guys when I was there and took them for the entirety of the media thing so you you know you guys sent me there to interview these three individuals and none of the three were available Ouch. on the very first day so the, <laughs> when I talked to the media like director there or whatever they said oh yeah you can get them after the game tomorrow don't worry about it and I was like just when Kinda. everybody wants to talk uh, yeah. after a game, right? Yeah, I was like, okay, well, let's do it. So instead, I decided to kind of scramble and, and figure out who the heck to talk to. So I talked to some of the other commits and asked them what it was like going against the Kentucky guys and all that. I stumbled onto, uh, just just by luck, Keon's AAU coach was there. Um, or actually, his high school coach, La Lumiere's head coach was there. And I got a 10, 15-minute conversation with him and, and – you know, just learning about his personality through him, about him being an old soul and how he's just so reserved and, you know, he knows how to be a leader when it when it's time, but he doesn't, you know, overstep his boundaries, that, that he's he's just a very professional um, professional personality and, and said that he's going to be a fan favorite for sure. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited about him as well. How did you all feel about the barbecue we had today before getting to the interviews? I didn't get there early enough to get it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, you got to learn how fun it is to go park on UK's campus after you drove up from Nashville. Oh. This is the first year of my 10 years of covering uh, UK basketball media day. We didn't have chicken parm. So I feel like as a program, we're moving forward. Well, was, was the barbecue good? Or? No, it, it was, was not. a little fatty. <laughs> it was a little fatty. I mean, and we're sitting here in a barbecue restaurant. We're <laughs> at KS Bar and Grill. Actually, we're at Kentucky Sports Office. Let's just go ahead and er, – 
it, what do we call it? KS, 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 KS office. office. Yeah. Well, we'll just get off topic real quick. Tyler, you haven't been up here much because you live so far away. What do you amazing. think of the digs? Well, it's the first time I've seen it where it's not covered in dust. Yeah, we um, had a we had a professional cleaning crew come recently, and there was some construction that you yeah. know got a little messy. I, I I love the little kitchen area we're setting up. Mm -hmm. We've got a shark vacuum cleaner that has been set up. We've got a giant picture of Charles Walker that's <laughs> staring at us while we I do. almost said it's life-size, but it's bigger than life-size. Yeah, well, I haven't seen Charles in a while. Maybe he's been yeah. in the weight room. I'll see him here in a little bit for the football podcast. That's no, bigger than actual Charles. It's looking good. It's a real office, and at one point we were all working in here today. Yeah. It was like it's the first time we, we get to do fun stuff like this, I a know. spontaneous podcast with no plan, no title. Like I said, I still don't even know how long we've been on there, but we'll keep going. Yeah. Who knows if it's actually working. Yeah, you were talking about how you've already interviewed a lot of these guys. I had never met any of them since you've become the recruiting guy. I don't go to Peach Jammer that anymore. And I, I got to tell myself, I the the new walk-on, Riley uh, Welch. Yeah, so confession, I forgot he was even on the team, and I walked toward him. I'm He's a newbie. So, it's, I'm it's so fair. glad they had the name tag above yeah. him because I even told Daniel, our camera guy with uh, – uh, the television show. It's like, I, I don't know his name. We all got over there. But he even impressed me with how much he talked. Now, obviously, he's not a guy that's going to go in there and, you know, take over games. But he comes from an NBA coach. He knows his basketball. And he was saying lots of positive things about this team. He's still overwhelmed with UK. He hasn't been here long. But yeah, a I'm guy who has been at two different places already, obviously not the caliber of UK, but he, he knows basketball. And he was very impressed with all these players. Everyone – we we get excited every year when Cal reloads, but this just seems like another bunch that's going to, you know, has the, the mentality to have that kind of year we all hope from them. Yeah, definitely. Um, t touching on that, that Welch kid, um, he, his dad is in, is a consultant with the Los Angeles Clippers, and there was actually a lot of rumblings this summer that, that he was actually going to come on UK staff that he was going to somehow, you know, I don't know if he, was, he would join as an assistant or whatever. So I think – Calipari had been talking to him, consulting with him. Um, apparently, he's he's one of the original uh, dribble drive guys and had been uh. consul consulting with him. Calipari's trying to go back into the dribble drive this year, and I think that's how that connection started with, with uh, Riley Welch coming onto the U UK uh, roster this year. So, yeah, good, fun team. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Big Blue Madness is right around the corner, and then – fun season coming so i think there were, i don't mean to interrupt but no, there was a, a fun story that i think kind of got uncovered today so i was talking to um ashton and they were talking about the big blue madness dances because it was like oh what are you telling the freshmen about big blue madness are you get, trying to get them ready and ashton said well you know i told them that sometimes you go out there and you have a plan in your head to dance and then you you you're in the tunnel and then you walk out of the tunnel and you get freaked out, and you have to do something totally different. And I was trying to figure out if he was talking about himself, but he was looking over at Emmanuel quickly. So I think he may have been talking about Emmanuel quickly. Hmm. Oh, quickly had some, some impressive dance moves last year. Yeah. Well, the big the big thing on that is Cousins. He was supposed to be the John Wall dance. That's right. And he he said he he didn't let go of the handrails. That's the year they took <laughs> him way up in the. Oh, to be man. fair, I don't think I would. Yeah. Have Cousins was supposed to do. It should be the Demarcus Cousins dance, but he got up there in the air and. I mean, he said his knuckles were white from squeezing the, <laughs> the rails so tight. And 
I guess that's probably the biggest of who someone who had a game plan and had to audible. Speaking of dancing, I believe Curtis Birch went up to Ashen Hagen's, and have you guys seen the recent Tyler Hero dance? At I did. Uh, Can at we Media call Day? that a dance? Yeah, I whatever. Don't, I don't whatever it was, dance. it was the. Uh, I, I don't even know how to just. The, the it looked like someone trying to do an impersonation of a bad dancer. It, it was it was very embarrassing, and and Curtis Birch showed Ashen and said, "Speak on your former best friend at Kentucky. What explain this?" And he basically said, "Don't let this kid tell you that this was brand new and spontaneous." He said that is his go-to dance whenever <laughs> they're at parties and and having a good time. He likes to do the. Is it the they don't wheel? party. Is they're, it called they're UK basketball players? When they are interacting with one another at in the dorm, yeah. he likes to do. Is it the wheelchair <laughs> dance? Whatever. I, I whatever don't know it is. what that was. It's something. Whatever it was, he said that is a a staple of. Tyler Hero. So let's hit Tyler uh, Hero with the stick to sports because he's good at basketball, not <laughs> dancing. Uh, Johnny Juzang, everyone is acting like he's the greatest three point shooter of all time. Nice transition from Tyler Hero there, Joe. That's great. Yeah. That was is he, great. Is he, our, our, is, he, is he Tyler Hero? Is he the second coming of him? Well, Tyler Hero, Devin Booker, Shea Gildas Alexander, you know, that top 30 prospect, four, you know, French four or five star kid. Calipari seems to have the magic touch with those type of kids and. In comes Johnny Juzang. I asked some of the players, not all of them, because it's kind of a time crunch with the madness there. But you're kind of scouting reports on the new guys. And all the people I talked to raved about Juzang shooting to the point I'm like, you're setting him up for failure. Because yeah. sometimes the summer talk ends up being the exact opposite. But they were raving about Juzang. So he said that every day he goes out, and I don't know if this is something that his coaches tell him to do. I think it's more of an individual goal. And he wants to make 90% of the shots that he puts up in practice. Uh, I heard that. And then Dante Allen said he's close to it, which wow. that cannot be right. That's Nobody shoots sorry. 90%. Sorry. But Allen, Dante Allen did say, yeah, he's not too far off from 90%. On the Dante Allen note, a little birdie told me that it's not Tyrese Maxey, it's not Emmanuel Quickly, and it's not Johnny Juzang that's the best shooter in, on the team. It's Dante Allen. And I went up and asked Dante about it, and he said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable shooting from behind the three-point line. You know, he said he's limited with his, with his injury, w what he can and can't do. But he said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting pretty confident. And Ashton Hagen said, yeah, I come in there at, at 5 o'clock in the morning, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, and he's shooting from the logo. He's, he's, he's in there all morning. Um, dude never gets any sleep. He, he's, he just lives, lives, eats, and breathes basketball. So be on the lookout for uh, uh, the, the Dante Allen hype train. Well, we should slow down the Dante Allen hype train since Cal said he hasn't practiced yet. He might be hitting uncontested the, jumpers. But yes, Cal said, the, the, what did he say, another month? Something like that, yeah. I kind of repeated that back to Dante Allen. He looked at me like, what are you talking about, a month? <laughs> I'm not saying that's false, but he didn't be like, yeah, 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 about a month. He was kind of like, what, why think, did Cal say I, that? I think Calipari goes up there and kind of just does his own thing. I don't no. know. I don't know, no, if any of, I don't know if any of the stuff he said was actually factual, but, you know. It gives us something to write about and talk about, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Aunt, uh, Alan did say – I almost called him Ante. Dante Allen did say he's close and he's working hard, but he's still not doing any actual competition yet. I'm excited about him being the Kentucky boy. You know, one guy that we haven't talked about is EJ Montgomery. What did you guys well, learn from the conversation? I was going to ask you all, did you all get to talk to EJ? The crowd around him was just so big the whole time. I, I couldn't couldn't work my way in there. Yeah. Um, he and Hagens, I didn't get to. Sorry to our listeners. They were excited for our recap of what they had to say. I'm sure they said <laughs> wonderful things. I, I talked to Hagens a little bit. Um, he said he was asked about the identity of this team and if it's formed yet. And all he said was, this is a special team. 
He just went mm, on to use the quote. word. He went on that's to use quote. the word special about like ten more times. So I think that's that's promising. I will say uh, EJ looked different than he did this time last year. Well, a lot of the returning guys did, thanks to Mr. Rob Harris, the strength coach, and those workouts they do all summer. But EJ definitely put them on. I didn't get to talk to him, but he passed the looks test. So there, I, I did talk to EJ a little bit. Um, I got a whopping you're such a hard worker. minute minute thirty out of him or so. But you know he's a uh, he's a very short winded individual. Um, you know he he likes to make make his points during during media sessions and and get in and get out of them very quickly. So it's kind of tough to get a. I'll little, say what you're hinting uh, at. He's not one of the best talkers. Tyrese, I'll say it, he's not say he's not great at the media stuff. Tyrese is great. Yeah. Ashen's great. Emmanuel's great. EJ is, he's is not the best. There's nothing he's, wrong. He's there's, just brief. There's been shy players in the he's past. He's the Ernest players. Hemingway of Kentucky basketball. That's a great point. Yeah, you he's. Know? But he did seem confident in his abilities, and and I, I believe he said we, that he, we had one media opportunity with him right after he pulled his name out of the draft. What kind of what kind of the the returners got got a chance to talk to the media and he said that he was getting some lottery buzz that a, that a couple teams in the lottery were, were talking about him and, and wanting to pull the trigger on him in the first round but said why don't you go back to school and and then we you know didn't promise him that they'll they'll take him in the lottery this year but said that he is a lottery talent and uh the nba scouts or at least have they have high hopes for him this this year so on the court um expect to see a a whole lot more of uh of ej montgomery I just pulled up Cal's quote on him since we don't have any great EJ Montgomery quotes. He basically just said he's physically stronger and more consistent with his skills. Was EJ the forgotten person of media day since none of us got much Cal? I thought Cal would say a lot more about his returning guys. He didn't. I didn't get to speak to Nick Richards. That was the only other person I didn't get to talk to. I figured you would have that covered. I didn't speak to Nick Richards. I feel like I speak to Nick Richards every night in my dreams when I'm getting ready for this All-American. <laughs> you already know what season. there is to know about him. Yeah, what am I going to go up to him and be like, hey, do you have your, your uh, walk ready for the NBA draft stage when you're the first pick next year? You don't year? want to put too much pressure on him no, either. No, not, not at all. Is there anyone else we've skipped? I was trying to hit on every player. Um, I think we got everybody. I think we got everybody. Somebody is going to like Texas and be like, I can't believe you didn't talk about so-and-so. I miss Brad. Cal talked a lot about Brad. He did. Yeah. Actually, he probably talked about Brad more than anyone. <laughs> you were going to bring it up, but, yeah, then, but then he just went on his own little uh, rant about him in, in, in Detroit. So, yeah. Did I hear him correctly that he said he's going to make it to like 15 of Brad's I games? I was wondering how that that's There is right. not a chance that happened. I mean, uh, I know he's got a private jet, but. Still, uh, he also has a basketball team to go. <laughs> he said, if I get ejected early in a game and the Detroit schedule just so happens yeah, to right. align and you see me, you know, beelining for my private jet. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So that was actually, pretty you're right. It's Cal. What's a private flight to Detroit? An hour, thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Yeah. yeah. With right. no no waiting. <laughs> Park your car next to the plane and go. Yeah, he might catch 15 games. We also had another Calipari at Media Day. Uh, Ellen doing That's a interviews. Great point. Absolutely. That video, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be great. Yeah. I I, to UK will probably be a little, little while before the, they release that, but Ellen was there interviewing everyone. Uh, she had her Brad jersey on. That'll be good stuff. UK's gotten a lot better about their fun videos and opening them up. I think our former KSR editor, uh, TJ Beisner, has really helped with all that stuff. That'll be a fun clip. Well, and Cal talked a lot about Ellen, too. I mean, he yeah. brought her he up talked like about the trash four or five can. times. Yeah. He said he shut down her Instagram. I don't believe I, that. I don't think he knows how that works. Let's, let's see true. if this is fake news it, as of well. Of course. Calipari fact check. <laughs> fact Number check, five. Fact check. 
Oh, this is this is a great podcast. Yeah, no, it's talked, all good. He talked about uh, yeah the, the electronic trash can that he shared on Twitter because they have that ongoing feud about who takes up the trash and yeah. I can confirm that this is false. Okay. Yeah. She, Calipari she, lies. Fake she, news. She, in fact, she put up a post seven hours ago about the trash cans. Of course. Yep. I'm offended you made fun of yourself for scrolling on a podcast like it's bad. If you ever listen to Free Money, <laughs> there's a lot of scrolling and Matt talking about things going on around us that no one can see. I think he ate an entire meal last he, week. He did. <laughs> I believe in the, the hour or so podcast that it was, I believe you guys brought up four games. Yeah. Well, I think I, maybe. My, my point in saying maybe. that is, uh, you know, football podcast – our, our listeners are used to us taking a few seconds to look something up or talking about something that has nothing, with, it has nothing to do with uh, the subject we're on here. Um, speaking of podcasts, Jack, your, yours is kind of off. How many have you done total now? Six. Six. Bada bing, bada boom. Got a big following. Uh, it's going well. It's got a great name. Can I just say, whoever thought of the name of that podcast is you know, really, I really smart. I can't remember <laughs> who exactly came. No, that was that was uh, with the help of the Tyler Thompson. Very, that. very appreciative Thank of you. that. Uh, we we got great artwork from a, a very close friend of KSR, and it's we're, we're very happy with that. Uh, we got a little something special brewing this week, just – I've that, heard put, a rumor. Putting That's that out a there. Tease, this so is a big podcast week for us. I, Nick absolutely. just told me a surprise we might have on the football podcast. Did y'all hear him say that? I did, and I know who that is. And, yeah. and can neither uh, confirm nor deny. Yeah, yeah, it's not every day you get a Jacksonville Jaguar to be on the case. Excuse me. <laughs> spoiler. <It's> spoiler. <laughs> what? We're getting uh, Mark Brunel or uh, Tom Coughlin or someone Doug from the Marone. early 2000s. I was going to say, I don't know if I can name another uh, Maurice Jones-Drew actually is filling wow. in for – no, I'm kidding. Good. People might be able to guess. I don't know if that's happening. I might have just jinxed it or cursed it, but that's supposed to happen. Tyler, you're podcasting, and for some reason, your co-host, uh, Fake Barney, asked me what men I like. What was that all oh, about? Oh, we did a man crush bracket Ooh. last week or the week before, basically so he could talk about all the celebrities he has crushes on, which is a lot. I submitted mine. I think I went with um, – uh, Tom Hanks was definitely my first answer. Okay, I fought for Tom Hanks because he was up against Denzel Washington, which, you know, that that's a tough battle. But Tom Hanks is like an everyman. You know, everybody he loves is. Tom Hanks. I just read his book all in one day. It's not a good book. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't write it. It was someone some else wrote Man it. crushes aren't based on books. So. I noticed my, my Tom Hanks man crush might be more than Forrest Gump because <laughs> Abby and I had made a little list. Any, anytime we sit down to watch a movie and we don't know what we want, it takes four hours. So yep. we've kind of kept like – we do the of, same thing. Yeah. Okay, well, the top two on my list uh, are Green Mile and Castaway, <laughs> and it didn't, even, it didn't even hit me that uh, that Tom Hanks were in both. So my man crush there is awfully big. But I, I brought all that up to plug your podcast. Yeah. So and we've got one coming up soon. You know, I think probably next week. I'm going to tell our listeners about my trip to the Kentucky Castle Spa, which happens Ooh, tomorrow. Yeah. So we're, we'll, very we'll hold down that. the fort on the site. You go. Yeah. You, you well, go have you fun. You go have Maria fun on your and spa. I are, we deserve it. You do. Absolutely. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. And Jack, you know, we don't get invited to the spa, but if you want a back rub or anything, I'll get you after this. We'll Sweet. Sounds you get good. get me, I'll get you. Sounds good. Uh, we'll ra- uh, recap Media Day real quick. I feel like it's been about 30 minutes. That's what we were aiming for. Any final thoughts, things we didn't really hit? I know we were brief, but we don't want to give away all our, c- our content. The exactly. website's going to be full of it these absolutely, next few days. Absolutely. I think it's going to be another fun year. I think the, the personalities on this team are really great. Last year's team was pretty good in that regard. Yeah, we've been blessed the last yeah. couple of years with uh, good personalities. They all seem super competitive, too. Like, that was one thing that kept coming up is how competitive they are, 
how practices practices have just been wars and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be a fun year. I'll add one more thing that just popped in my head. I, I was actually there for Calipari's uh, secret media day a month ago where he talks for an hour and 15 minutes. And both then and today, he mentioned they should have won the national championship. I've never heard him. I don't know that he's ever just come out and said he they should have yeah, won. Yeah, he did say that That's today. A, yeah. I mean, he yeah. might have said it about the 38-1 the and one team because that one was obvious. Yeah. But I've never heard him say it about a team that was kind of there but on the fringe. That year was they should have. But this is the first time I think he's ever said it out loud about one of his other teams. Well, before the year, he was super swaggy about it. I remember last media day, he kind of brushed off the, the FBI college basketball sta- scandal and was ready to be like, boom, this team's incredible. That's Love because it came out on a plane and you didn't hear anything about yeah, it. Of course. No he, 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 doesn't, scandal? He, he doesn't even have data on his phone. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't look through anything. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much the extent of it. Big fan of Tyrese Maxey. He's my early fan favorite. Love Love his personality. Uh, Johnny Juzang is going to be an awesome shooter. Think he's he has a one and done potential. Um, other than that, it's going to be a good year. I'm excited. I feel bad though. All this is happening. We're doing this basketball podcast. Our website is littered with basketball. Right after that football loss. That's a good thing. Sorry. Though. Yeah, it's it's yeah. halftime. We just want to. I want to make it clear to our listeners because everyone complains about it. Not everyone. People complain about what KSR does, no matter what we're doing. We're not switching to basketball mode. Today week. was fun. It's We're excited. Week. Football team's going to turn this around. But in the next couple of days, check out KentuckySportsRadio.com. There will be loads of stuff from the three of us and even more. UK will have their videos, the Ellen thing. It's exciting time. Both sports are finally here. Uh, any final words about the office, life, love, pursuit of happiness, anything? Anything you want to say that you uh, don't feel like writing about? Want to make fun of my sunburn? I was going to say, I feel like I've gone to, like, temperature extremes today. It's like we were really, really hot in the U.K. media room, and I've been freezing up here in our office. I I am pleading, please, U.K., put air conditioning in Memorial Coliseum. (laughs) It is so hot. It's so miserable. We had lunch there, and we sat for maybe 15 minutes, and I had sweat circles, and, and, you know, it is just so hot. Let's just get that fixed, please. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's how I know KSR has become real journalists because the, the real media complain. complain about food and temperatures. And we, we finally made totally. it. Capital J, baby. We've made w- it. With that, we'll say goodbye to this random podcast we just decided to do. Uh, shout out to Jack for producing because Tyler and I looked at that equipment and we have no <laughs> idea how to turn it on. Hopefully this makes it to air. But uh, thank you all for spending 30 minutes with us after UK Basketball Media Day. Go Cats. Go Cats.